Are you wondering what neuro-linguistic programming is? Are you wondering what Akashic records are? Do you want to become confident enough in your intuition so you can use it to make big, life-changing decisions in your life? Are you ready to release your limiting beliefs so you can attract more success into your life? In today's episode on Root Awakening, a health podcast, we are talking with Mallory Meyer. Mallory is a soul mentor and intuitive business coach, and she guides those awakening spiritually to their soul's purpose to activate a thriving, heart-centered business. Mallory is a Reiki master and certified life and success coach, hypnotherapist, time and NLP practitioner weaving together mysticism and mindset in her coaching certification program. In this episode, Mal tells us about how she followed her intuition to make huge life decisions that brought her to success and fulfillment. She tells us about what the hell NLP or neurolinguistic programming is and how it has helped her to change her thought patterns and her life. Mal tells us about how we can use NLP to do the same and how we can use it to break away from limiting societal beliefs and how we can use NLP to even change our overall mood and change our perception of the world in a way that empowers us and helps us realize the joy that is available to us all the time. Mal also tells us how we can change our subconscious and start with internal circumstances to change our lives instead of focusing on external circumstances. She also tells us about what the practice of anchoring is and how we can use anchoring to take a vibration from nature and evoke that vibration inside of us and how to slow down and stay present and become more aware in our lives on a consistent level. Mal also fills us in on how to navigate being an empath and how to celebrate being an empath because that is equally important. And Mal tells us how she helps her clients to activate their spirituality and consciousness and how she supports her clients through the journey of reprogramming their subconscious to discovering and developing their intuitive skills to applying those intuitive skills to their business and then finally creating business success. It's a really peaceful, balanced episode, folks. I think you're going to like this a lot. Mal just calms you down when she talks, and she has a very straightforward yet gentle outlook on life. I think it's going to be a super refreshing episode for you to listen to. Enjoy. This is Root Awakening, a health podcast. My name is Emily Kosick. I am the CEO of Root Awakening and an intuitive health coach, and I help you discover your psychic gifts and become more intimate with yourself along the way. You can follow me on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. Root is spelled R-O-O-T. Say hi to me on Instagram. Tell me what you think about this podcast. Tell me what you think about the episodes that I have been having on here. I am always happy to connect with you and say hello. And I serve my clients through intuitive body readings and one-to-one spiritual coaching. My intuitive body readings are one-to-one sessions over Zoom where I use my third eye to read your body and will listen to what the universe or source or God or spirit wants me to communicate about where stagnant energy and trauma is living in your body and what you need to know in order to heal that energy and clear that energy out. 
Once you clear that energy out, you will create a clear vessel inside of yourself to channel your intuition, to channel your soul's voice, to connect more with the universe, to connect more with God, to connect more with source. And once you have all this energy cleared out, your intuition becomes so much more clear and the trust for yourself becomes so much more clear. So that is our goal together. And in my one-to-one coaching, we go through this process on a daily Monday through Friday level. We talk to each other about how you can connect more with your intuition, connect more with your soul, and really start to trust yourself how to trust yourself. That is one of the biggest questions that we work through and answer in my one-to-one coaching. Once you have worked through this, you will be able to live your life through your soul. You will be able to make easier decisions. You will be able to live more joyfully and freely, and you will be able to find your purpose and become successful in that in your life. You can book 30-minute or 60-minute readings with me. Head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening to book a reading. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is M-E-M-Kosick, C-I-O-S-E-K. Okay, let's get into this interview with Mal Meyer, soul mentor and intuitive business coach. Hey, everybody. This is going to be a really special episode. I'm super excited for it. I am here today with Mallory Meyer. She is a soul mentor and intuitive business coach. Mallory guides those awakening spiritually to their soul purpose to activate a thriving heart-centered business. Those of you listening, you know that I love the combination of spirituality and intuition and mentality with business. It's really important to me that we have a big scope of what is possible for us in our business or what is possible for us when we're thinking about practical thought and money making. I really like to widen this scope and remind us all that there are so many options within the business realm. There are so many options for like what's possible for us when we are thinking about our methods to success. And Mallory gives us so many good examples for what is possible when we want to combine practical topics with intuition and with spirituality. It's really beautiful to hear her talk about this. So Mallory is a Reiki master and a certified life and success coach. She is a hypnotherapist, a TIME time and NLP practitioner, weaving together mysticism and mindset in her coaching certification program. So Mal and I were connected by Ida Asare on Instagram as chill with Ida. And it's really lovely to be connected in this way. There's this beautiful community of people out there who are connecting their intuitions to their business. And this is how Mal and I got connected. And she's a really special person, very special energy. I'm so excited to have you on. Mal, welcome to Root Awakening, a health podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and to speak further with you about everything, diving into the mysticism and the mindset. I love it. I would like to start off today by just hearing about how you got to this place. Would you like to talk about, you use the phrase coming out of the spiritual closet, which I fucking love. So can you tell us how you came out of the spiritual closet and how you kind of got to where you are today? Absolutely. It was definitely one of those journeys that it's almost a mirroring of now what I take my clients through because of this whole aspect of which it held for myself. Back in 2017, 
it's almost when it was so pivotal, that moment. And it, looking back, I can recognize it in a deeper way now. But I had a year at that point where I was going through a lot more of like just emotional trauma with exes and dealing with relationships where I was really not standing in my own worth and not even truly understanding my identity to that capacity. And I received a Reiki healing for the very first time. And it really just opened up this whole new world and aspect for me to kind of dive into at that point in the following year of 2018 and kind of fast forwarded myself into my Reiki mastery. And that held for me an opportunity to develop more my intuition, higher consciousness, and equally recognize all those little pings and the nudges that I had been feeling because I do have a corporate background in an HR leadership role, that it was not in a way gratifying my soul and so much more dissonance with my soul. And at that point, when I was starting to accept on a deeper level of who I was and really embodying that and being in the power and truly just accepting everything that I had been gifted in my life to date, all those opportunities started to come forward for me. So I know you and I had discussed almost, I transitioned not just out of the corporate world, but also from Toronto, Ontario to Vancouver, BC, somewhere where I had always yearned to be. And I met my husband back in Toronto and we ultimately came out West and the whole expansion and clarity really came forward at that point. Breadcrumbs just fell into place of little inklings of getting into hypnotherapy, which is how I became the life and success coach that I am today of what really opened up a certification program. And then at that time too, really embarking in my own journey to start this business where I can offer individuals healing mentorship and a certification in Reiki specifically for them to embark again on that heart-centered business that they want to be so compelled to move forward with because again I know even like in other discussions that we've had like what is this life that we're living and what is the purpose that we want to share so it was at a point for myself where I couldn't continue any further in my corporate job a lot of physical manifestations were coming forward of pain in my body that was holding me back and hindering me waking up in the morning and just kind of feeling the tears and the almost this imaginary wall holding me back from stepping into the work that I needed to do that day. And I also was recognizing that it wasn't adding value to my business that I was developing in order to scale and grow in the way that I wanted to vibrationally show up and hold myself in that energy more so than anything else. That's kind of the nutshell of the journey that it's been to date. There's a lot more that I'm sure we can dive into, but just to kind of give that high level overview of stepping away in from the corporate world and really embracing the spirituality side of things, because that was such a new aspect for the individuals that were in my circle at that time as well. So there was a lot of work that I had to do in the comfortability and the vulnerability of being seen and sharing the message that I do today as well, and how that connection can really help to amplify your life and business in numerous ways. Yeah, for sure. I think that, oh man, you, you sum up that it must've been such a big process of discovery and you sum it up really nicely, like in, in a very bite-sized way about kind of what it's like to go through this, this process of 
deciding like, Hey, the, the way I'm feeling right now shouldn't be the way that I'm feeling. I shouldn't have to feel like this every day. This is like, there's something wrong with this. Lots of people say that this kind of these feelings in the morning, feeling like there's a wall all the time, feeling shut off. Lots of people say that it's normal quote unquote. And that's because so many people are experiencing it, but it's not normal. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. That's not our purpose on earth is to feel kind of like shit all the time. It's not. So you went through that, that discovery process and came out on the other side with healing modalities that feel really good to you and right to you. And I don't think I've ever heard a journey like that described in such a succinct way, which is really nice. So I'm curious now, can you tell us first, like, let's get into this first, just to make sure that everyone knows what these healing modalities are, because honestly, I'm still a little bit in the dark about some of them as well. So can you talk Mm -hmm. to us about like kind of what what NLP is and how you, how you found that, what did it look like when it started showing up into your life? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Absolutely. Cause there is the healing modalities of the Reiki, the Akashic records and mediumship, which I know your audience is very familiar with, but NLP neuro-linguistic programming, this was a whole new world for myself to understand too. And it's so beautiful to be able to share that knowledge and that technique and the tools behind it with clients of mine, because it ultimately, my belief behind it now is like, we should be introduced to this in elementary school. Mm. It's such an incredible way to identify how every individual is so unique and how they learn, but also to really unravel pieces of ourselves to the societal and cultural beliefs that we took on from that age of zero to seven. And in the simplest way that I would explain NLP to individuals is when we think about this internal reality that we create, which is ultimately based on your values, your thoughts, your belief system, even your mood, and how that really can alter a state of a picture for someone or alter what we see. I know a classic one is like, even when you can look at an image of like a woman falling and there's a man nearby and your interpretation could be, he must've pushed her down. Like this was like one of the teachings in NLP that I learned. And someone else could look at the picture and be like, or he's there to help and like moved her out of the way type of interpretation again, or how I might see a coffee in the morning and it's rich and delicious and luxurious. And you could see it obviously and just be like, it's disdain. (laughs) Mm. No, thank you. This isn't healthy. So it's really just getting curious behind again, like how we are really seeing the world in front of us and what's mirroring back to us through these thoughts and through these beliefs that we hold, because that's ultimately what it is, is everything that we are experiencing is in our internal reality that we're just kind of now getting right back projected to us. So (laughs) if I'm seeing something that I'm not very happy with, or that's triggering me, I get really curious about the model of my communication of the thoughts that I'm having of the feelings that I'm projecting, because that in itself is creating my results and creating the actions as well. Mm, so true so true (laughs) we can get so fucking deep there like we could that that even speaks to the what 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 am I looking for I forgot what the phrase is or what the terminology is but the idea that we're living in like a 
like a matrix, like the, the idea that we are creating our reality and it might not actually be our reality. It's like a simulation, simulation. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. I was like, what the hell is that? Um, yeah. So it really like NLP, the idea that our world is shaped around like how, well, how we were raised, what's going on in our head, our, our own biases and our mindset is so, I mean, it goes so deep even into like, yeah, what, what is reality and what is our view on reality and how, how do those two things collide? Um, mm-hmm. It's so deep, but I also, I'm curious about like the practices that are worked into NLP. So it also includes hypnosis. Is that right? Yeah, everything like that. So one of my favorites, especially when we start a container with my clients as well, and what I love to kind of look at when I'm learning about individuals too, is there's a technique, the time, which is really the ability to alter your timeline that you've held and look at things in the way of like releasing a limiting decision and releasing a limiting belief because ultimately decision predicates a belief. So that decision that's been made has created this belief. So we want to release both of them as well as a negative emotion that you might be holding on to, such as like fear, guilt, anger, sadness, and hurt. And in that modality as a whole, when we release that and we rewire it, there's a bunch of learnings that will come forward for individuals to take forward. So when situations arise in the future, they can apply, again, this whole different identity and belief and value behind it which is where when you look at like stepping into vibrational alignment for your business and for your life, we want to start at that identity level, whereas some other individuals may start more at like, what are these external circumstances? But we're not looking at the external. We want to do this inside a job. And so that's a big one. Hypnotherapy speaks to the subconscious mind, which I absolutely love as well. And there's been other components of like really being able to do like a single belief change if you feel like, again, like whether it's not just letting go through time of that limiting decision, but then also bringing in a single belief option. And of course, EFT is one of my favorites, just because it's something that people can really take away and do anywhere and truly tap on anything. But yeah, I was just gonna say like with the anchoring as well, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with too, is like really bringing people into like an anchored state like getting back to that thought and feeling combo, I can find how I want to feel when I go into my external reality and evoke that state within me through anchoring. So it's just teaching and sharing these tools with individuals to really kind of prime the subconscious in that way. Oh, cool. I've never heard of anchoring before. Is it like a, is it like a piece of the hypnosis puzzle kind of, is it like its own (laughs) specific practice? It's its own specific practice. And so like one takeaway that you could even have is like that gratitude that you were feeling even beforehand that we were talking about as well. Like everything that you felt in your body pressing down on like your knuckle and really anchoring yourself into that emotional state that you were feeling, because it will really bring you back into that whenever you want to pull up a sense of gratitude for yourself in your work. Or even like I find myself through some ebbs and flows, if I want to be in the state of feeling so truly impactful, I can just go and look at like a waterfall because a waterfall here is like the impact of this waterfall and how it ridges the stones, everything that it just like being in my body when I'm feeling it makes me feel impactful. 
So I don't need any external validation in that. And that's almost what anchoring really brings about for individuals. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. If I've heard of it before, I totally let it pass over my head. This is super <laughs> cool. This is a super cool practice. I'm, I'm very interested in this. So what Mal's referencing is I was crying really hard right before we got on this call and my, my eyes were all red. So I was like, okay, I'm going to tell her. I was like, should I tell her or not? Yeah, I'm going to tell her because you can tell that something's up and she can probably sense my energy. And I have to be careful about that because having like being an intuitive person and having other intuitive people or other psychics or whoever, like whoever spiritual beings are coming on this podcast, we know right away when someone's energy is off, like, you know, right away. So anyway, I told her about that. I was just feeling really happy about today and just where my life is at. And I wanted to cry right before we got on. So that's, that's why my eyes are red, all of that. So what you're saying, Mel, is like in that moment when I was getting emotional and so excited, feeling so grateful, if I, if I decided to do something physically or like touch myself in a way, it would kind of create a, like, uh, create like a, a, physical touch or like an, a specific experience to reference to go back to if I want to feel the same thing or like be present with the same feeling in the future? Yes, exactly. So when you're in that peak state, you're going to find whether people will do it for their knees, but lots of the times the knuckles because they're not a usual spot where we'll go and it's a very easy access if you want to evoke that state again. And so when you're in that peak state, just holding down for about five to 10 seconds and again, like you'll notice your own sensory shift when you kind of leave that state and then you release and then you can even future pace it out afterwards as well of like just pressing down on your knuckle again and feeling that come forward, that big loving gratitude, like the overwhelmingly happy emotions that you had embodied there. That's so cool. That's really cool. And how does mm -hmm. the waterfall come into play here? Like, is that something that you decided represents impact for you? So then when you go back and see it, you feel that feeling of impact again? Yeah. And this was something that actually came forward. Even like I value so much my coach and in investing in individuals too. And we were having a discussion around the sensory aspect of things and really trying to find these states that I wanted to find within myself too. Mm. And knowing so deeply because of living in BC, I have a waterfall very nearby and mm. <laughs> just kind of going to that and really just feeling that impact that it holds. And sometimes I'll do it with other items, of course, in my household when I'm not outside, but it's that ability to pull in what we have to us just like whether it's just, again, in your house, in the outdoors, even like the abundance. I used to go out walking in the forest and be like the abundance of trees. I truly mm -hmm. feel abundant in this moment, soaking that in. Again, that mirror back reflection I'm always thinking about of imagine like even looking at a beautiful bouquet of like flowers. It's springtime. And at least right now when we're filming the, <laughs> the podcast here. So when I see flowers in bloom, I'm also just looking at the beauty and that beauty that I'm seeing is almost the beauty that's within me being reflected back. So just really shifting in that subtle way, high vibes, high vibes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's yeah. so fucking poetic. I love it. <laughs> I love it. 
That's so cool. Oh, this is really nice. So timely to, to learn about this. And I think it will be for, for a lot of our listeners here. Like it's, we're all really opening our eyes. There's, I like to say now that there is a great awakening happening right now with consciousness, what people are aware of the fact that we're having this fucking conversation right now, we became aware of it. People weren't, weren't having this conversation as much 20 years ago. Right. So yeah, so there's, a, there's an awakening happening. And part of that is just us having the the part of the awakening is becoming more present. And I think all of us are noticing that we're experiencing that. And this is a great practice to do while you're feeling more present already in life. And while you have your eyes open to what's going on around you and what you're excited about in life. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, just so like slowing down. And I think Mm -hmm. that was like a huge learning for myself. Like, knowing your background too, like living in New York, myself living in Toronto, that even the energy of the cities themselves, you always feel like you're on hustle and overdrive. And so to come right now into like this small little mountain city for myself in BC and just take that lean back energy has been really, really inviting as much as there can be some resistance at times. But like you said, the presence of it all and just knowing that there is no rush And just allowing that to come forward and welcome it in more and more has really helped me grow and develop too. Yeah, exactly. And I'd like to talk about that too. You mentioned that you were getting some kind of intuitive hits to change your life, go somewhere different, be in a different profession. Can you talk a little bit more about what that looked like for you and what happened when you started making these transitions, because you mentioned something about, you know, how that changed the manifestation in your life before we started recording. Uh, Can you speak to that? Yeah, definitely. So it was through some trial and error, because even when I was in the corporate job in Toronto, there was still like, I knew there was more for me. I always felt that there was more and I just couldn't put my finger on it. And at one point I actually created a very similar HR business with a girlfriend of mine at the time. And it was just like almost doing my nine to five right into a five to nine. And it became actually wildly successful to the point where I was like, this just is not, again, satisfying me to that point that I know that there's more. And then when I met my husband, him and I still being in Toronto, we actually started a gym together again. Like I knew there was something more still working the corporate job. And we kind of got held up on the lease aspect of it. We had a place And there was just this little finagly detail on that lease that we couldn't secure. And that decision really came forward to say, like, I knew I was being called out West. And I was like, maybe if I look for another corporate job out West, that can be our little bit of a security blanket. There's nothing holding us to Toronto anymore. And you have family out West. And lo and behold, within like three applications I submitted, I got two calls and I got an offer within two weeks. Mm. And it was just like, we are destined to kind of just be at West at this time. But then once I came here, there was a little bit of an adrenaline rush stepping into that new job and obviously being in the town that I knew that my soul was like craving to be in. Mm. But at the same token, it quickly dissipated in that sense of like, (laughs) looking outside again of like, something more is calling me. And then once I got my Reiki mastery and opening up that intuitive guidance in a deeper way, I was led into the Akashic records. So I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's really just kind of allowing more of soul transmissions and this universal light body to channel through and come forward to bring more awareness into again, more healing for myself 
and guidance into the actions that I wanted to take. And I took a lot of time just to retreat and to spend time practicing and practicing, entering the records for myself. And that's where it brought forward the whole life and success coaching certification program. But through that, it was very much like it led us to the smaller town in Vancouver, Mm. which is Squamish. And that's really where I just felt this expansion of my heart as well. And knowing how I wanted to serve individuals to aspire them to really kind of make that change and not feel like the safety net of the corporate world needs to be there because you really can start to see the beauty and the fine little things of what life can really offer to you as well. Because I think I was so much more, I couldn't really disassociate from myself at that point. Like there was a lot where I was just like feeding into the needs that I always thought I had to have, like the benefit security, the pension security. And almost at that point, it was just, there was a point of having a business at my at the structure that it was and inviting clients in, but I wasn't seeing any further growth. And it was as if the universe was saying, we're not going to give you more because your capacity will not be there to serve Mm -hmm. in a way that you need to. And therefore you need to leave the full-time job. And that's where the manifestations of really kind of holding me back from keeping going with the job and like having the gut pain, having the tears in the morning, Mm. just everything kind of really came forward. And within the week that I resigned, that was two, the tweet period before leaving, I got four new clients into my program. So it was just as if the universe was waiting for me just to take that move to be like, here's your gift. Because again, I, looking back, it was definitely the gift because I could not in any way have been at the ability that I am now if I never took that leap. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that idea that like, if we want to manifest all these things into our lives, but are we, are we mapping out space in our lives for the manifestations to come and sit? Because what are you going to do if you're, if you're, if you are working your nine to five job and you're super busy with that. And let's say sometimes you stay late or whatever, and then you have a super busy social life that maybe you feel obligated to fulfill (laughs) where, when the fuck do you think you're going to get all the other manifestations with like your other job or like a new opportunity? Like where, where the fuck is that going to fit in? And what would even happen if you did get that new opportunity? Like, would you be able to fulfill that? And that's a really real thing. Like what Mal's talking about is real in her life. And it's real in my life for a long time. I was trying to fulfill a bunch of social obligations at a job that I wasn't feeling aligned with anymore. And I wanted all these other things to come in. And it's like, look, it's not going to come in if you don't have energetic space for it. And the same thing was happening when I was doing like, I I started out doing Ayurvedic health coaching, which, you know, like, are you familiar with Ayurveda? Yep, I am. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it felt really empowering. It felt really beautiful, but it was stressing me out because it was way too logical for me. It was, it was way too, even that was way too logical for me. And I didn't know that at first. And I love my clients and they were getting good results, but I didn't. And I was like, but where are my other clients? Are there are more clients coming in? They weren't coming in because I was so fucking stressed out and overworking myself. (laughs) And then I had to like, just throw logic in the trash and say, okay, I'm going to like clear space for this. And guess what? that's when the success started coming that I wanted. And it sounds like it was very, very similar in a way for you too, Mel. And yeah, so, so I'm I'm curious now. Okay. You mentioned that 
you had, you knew that you were being called to go out West. So what did mm-hmm. it feel like to know you were being called out West? I'm using this as an example to see like what your intuitive hits are like when you experience them. Did it just feel like, oh, I want to go out West. And it, it feels like my soul is like calling me to do that. What did it feel like for you? Mm-hmm. There was a lot that was just coming forward in individuals that I was meeting as well that always had an affiliation to the West. And prior to meeting my husband, a few years prior to that, I had been in a, a relationship with someone and he was from Vancouver too. And it just kind of gave me that ability to explore it at that point and see truly what it was all about. But what even more so kind of was resonating and pulling me was bringing in as I was developing, especially like the intuitive side of things and with Reiki, really recognizing and loving the part of me that I had never known at this point, but it was like the empath side of being very, very sensitive to energies, to picking up things that weren't mine, but still having to like transmute it myself. And unfortunately, the heart of the city was not a way where I can get myself either into water because again, like to release the energy as an empath, water for me is a huge component of like, whether it's the shower or just kind of doing the energy bathing. Now it's more the ocean having that affiliation, but it was that need that I was feeling within me to be like, you need to get yourself into an environment that will actually heal you and be there for you in that sense. And that was the biggest component intuitively to know again, like mountains, forest, ocean. It was so clear in my mind. And I did have the opportunity, even like with my dad, he was living in Colorado for a few years. So to even have that place to call home for a little bit of time really sparked that beauty too, with a need to witness how life could be led in the mountains. So definitely, hopefully that answers the question, ultimately, like what that nudge felt like, but it was always just kind of coming up, even when I was in meditation, whenever I kind of put myself three years out, it was being immersed in nature. And so I could never paint the vision for me being in the city there. Yeah, cool. I haven't heard mm-hmm. about it. I'm still learning about being an empath. I'm definitely one too. And that showed up so <laughs> big in my past relationship where I was like, I don't know why I'm picking up so much on your energy. And we both knew like it wasn't meant to be, but it was there. And I think there are a lot of people listening that experience that too, and still don't really know how to navigate that. And I, I think that you have such interesting words to say and wise words to say about it, Mal, because you're like, to to say that that nature kind of like neutralizes you or it can help to neutralize you it can help to ground you obviously and it can help to like get you back to baseline with your energy transfer Mm -hmm. and your energy balance throughout your body that's really the first time that I've heard that practice connected with being an empath and I think it makes a lot of sense that's really cool Mm -hmm. Yeah, the way that I deem myself is pretty much like an earth empath because I'm also a Taurus. And so for me too, like grounding is a priority. And even when we were talking about bringing more clients in in the space that I was holding, space to me also includes like making self-care non-negotiable and ensuring every day I have enough space made and for myself to go out and ground to kind of recalibrate And find that middle space, ultimately, especially when we talk about the Akashic Records, like really being a clear channel. And I want to show up to the sessions, not only, again, like coaching, but very intuitively picking up 
on the energies of the individual that they're coping with again in a way that's unconscious to them perhaps Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep it makes so much sense I like that you bring up Akashic Records because I was just gonna do that too um (laughs) and we've talked about this in I think actually funnily enough our last podcast episode I believe we talked about it but can we go over it again is Akashic Records basically like instead of like the it's like the trauma that has been that that your soul has been affected by in a way so you can access someone's record or even your own record and it can look into like the past life which can be obviously the trauma that you have been um, held there but it also really will look at present and future So because of the way that I integrated, at least, I don't get as many individuals coming forward to ask about the past as much as they are more seeking validation and direction for their future. Mm. And I find that to be really enlightening because it's also in every kind of record session that's being held, there's so much further activation that will happen for the client following a reading. Mm. It's almost as if you are just opening up that higher consciousness as well to receive and be allowing these downloads to now transfer into you and so it's more in the way of like what I was mentioning with the clients is like on a business side so what am I doing to self-sabotage or what's holding me back from growing into this next like phase within my own business I've had some that I've asked about the past but I just don't get those as prominently again, because of the container being more focused on the business side and like just working with life currently. But it is really fascinating because there is a level of energetic vibration that's picked up through the way that someone will ask the question in itself. And that helps me to connect with their masters, teachers, and loved ones and distill that down to share. A lot of the times when I'm channeling and like really picking up psychically on that information, words will come through me that I never even use my usual vocabulary. Mm -hmm. And so it's really fascinating to even see at that point what's resonating for them because it will be said exactly in the way that they need to hear it. That will kind of be understood for them too. Totally. Yep. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. That's the goal. We want to, we want to be able to give guidance that resonates that actually resonates with the person (laughs) who wants the guidance yeah Yeah. so akashic records can also be the traumas that have happened to you in this lifetime yeah okay lifetime past lifetimes all of the above it truly is your soul record it's almost as if imagine like a library housing all the books of every like chapter of your life every chapter that's to come And everything, even from like, if you've had other like past lives as well. And so to really pick up, maybe it's even understanding, like, what was this karmic relationship all about with this individual? Like, when did it even start for me and him or me and her, whatever that case may be. So it's truly very interesting to kind of dive into it, to see what wants to come forward for individuals. And especially when we're thinking about the future, like, The questions aren't meant to be posed as a when or seeking something of a yes, no. Mm -hmm. You're really bringing forward questions that will address like the what, the how, and the potentially like who and where Mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. So just keeping that in mind too. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So I'm wondering now, you meld all of these practices together into 
your coaching practice as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering how you do that. How, how does it look to be like your client and how do you work with clients and combine all of these healing modalities and your psychic mediumship together to serve your clients (laughs) with their businesses? Yeah, it's such a unique blend and Mm -hmm. I'll try to be like that bite-sized, succinct way as best possible because I'm so passionate and like love diving into it. But the best way to put it is no matter what stage of the game that I have a client coming to me at, we're really looking at the first couple sessions being more transformative around the healing side, inner child, self-love, energy healing, getting more also into the mindset of like looking at those beliefs and those emotions that may have been holding you back, but doing a little bit of an assessment there to begin with of how we can already start to really just dive right into it, to be blunt. Like there is no holding back. We just want to get through this. That might be the very uncomfortable part of it before starting to bring forward again, your gifts and really identifying once we start the healing and I embed a lot with human design and some of like astrology as well of really understanding again, that can help you really shape into like what your soul purpose is here for as we start to unravel and unlearn and then really identify through our birth chart, our North node, I have just like recently Mm. found out about and like really following that direction to see. So that's where we'll really start to bring that forward. And then the secondary part is like, how can we make this your one priority? Like once we identify what your inner medicine and your inner gifts are, how do you want to express that? And what I motivate the clients to kind of do is have a high premium offer again, to kind of not be in a burnout phase with like a one-to-one or like having more of a transformational result than a commodity Mm -hmm. and really just bringing forward an everlasting change for someone. And through that whole journey in itself, we'll obviously have more healing to do. So it's always intertwined and throughout the healing and the coaching that can really be at the baseline of the work We're doing some mentorship. If someone were to come in to say mediumship has always been something that I've been interested in, but I don't even know where to begin. And that's where I share a lot more of the tools and the meditations to lead people into understanding. You can absolutely like everyone can be a medium here. And it's really just getting yourself alchemized to that right vibration and understanding how you can start that journey for yourself. So it's a little bit of like, yeah everything that I mentioned there like lots of knowledge and lots of like application of things but to trying to be as gentle as possible and understanding like that healing for many can take quite a few months which is why it's a six-month container that I hold because there is so much to get into and then obviously when you bring forward new items and you're going to be getting then into the marketing and the sales like we're creating demand if you're someone new coming forward in your business. And it's just yeah, managing that breakthrough cycle. That's constant for many of us as we grow and we evolve. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> it makes so much fucking sense that it's six months because you really take your clients through a whole journey. Now mm-hmm. you really take your clients through a whole journey. Like, and you start, I can see just each year giving me like awesome visualizations of like each step of the process. You you begin with like, okay, what are your limiting beliefs that you need to solve in order to just move forward? Because you don't go, yeah, you can go, you can go somewhere and force it while you still have these limiting beliefs, but you're gonna burn out. You're gonna burn out or something weird is going to happen where you have to like, where you like, 
have to halt your business. Like very likely that is what's going to happen at some point if you don't take care of the limiting beliefs. So you help that, you help your clients do that first, or like at least begin to work through that first. And then you take them through the journey with like, what, what do you want your mark to be on earth? And how, how should we best move through that? And what should our method be to get to that? That's really cool. It's a very all-encompassing process, isn't it? It is. And that's where the Reiki certification I find to be so beneficial because of those that are spiritually awakening Mm. and spiritual entrepreneurs. And even if it's just something, so an example is like, I'm working with a holistic nutritionist right now and she Mm. came on board and it was just, well, I don't know about Reiki for me. Like it's an option component. And I was like, if it's not something that you even want to bring forward in your business, it's still part of your wellness toolkit. Like you are only serving yourself in a deeper way. So Mm. It is a voluntary option, but at the same token, in my mind, at least in my philosophy is Reiki can do no harm. You are only kind of empowering yourself in a deeper way and healing yourself in a deeper way along with your clients too, or even your food. Mm-hmm. So, true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Super cool. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, so you talk about, like you mentioned the, the ego can try to trick us into the busy and burnout habit. That's what, that's what you call it. Can you talk about like, what are some signs of that? What are some triggers for that? Would you like to speak a little bit more about that, that concept in general? Yeah, absolutely. So what I was referencing with that is really kind of diving into the aspect of, especially coming from the corporate world, like having these needs to be met and constantly being like, feeling like you need to have all this work go for nine to five, right? And being an entrepreneur, it was a whole different learning experience because you don't need to fill your day and hustle from nine to five in any way. And this is where it's really got into, the word that I was using is like a little bit of constraint of like, I can set only two hours of time in my day and choose to make that only for my business. And that's in my schedule. If I have the energy to do more, great. But my mind and the ego does not need to make me feel guilt or in any way that I am being lazy or doing less if I was just to kind of go out and have fun and play and like be in nature, right? And so that's a little bit of what I was alluding to into how it can be so seductive to make us feel like we need to constantly be hustling to see a result when really it's that belief again and following your own energetics of what's intuitively feeling right to you. Does it feel right that you want to give four hours a day to your business? No judgment, like so be it. But at the same token, you can have the belief of it can be done when we bring it into like core business principles of two hours a day and live a life and have that, like the whole reason you chose to kind of get into business for yourself is like, (laughs) have that freedom, have that joy, have that play and still make an incredible impact. Exactly. I love it. (laughs) Exactly. I'm I'm so on board with this mouth. I just kind of, got turned on to this idea of like, look, the business can look like whatever the fuck you want. And there are a lot of successful, there are millionaires out there that do not hustle, that do not hustle. (laughs) A lot of them do or did, and then burnt out and stopped doing that because that's like traditional way of doing things, but it's not our only option. And we get told like, even by like business coaches who, who would mention that they're spiritual, they, a lot of, 
a lot of business coaches still say you kind of need to hustle or they allude to that, even if they're working spirituality into their coaching programs, it's still mm -hmm. kind of a thing. And I made the decision a couple months ago with the help of uh, my coach, Casey Barron, and with the help of just other people that have come into my life and blah, blah, blah. I have made the decision to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. It doesn't feel good to me. Why the fuck am I doing entrepreneurship if I have to hustle? I don't want to do it. And my body, frankly... Yeah will not let me do it because I can feel yeah. burnout coming on or something similar, like the, the pre kind of symptoms of that. And my body is just like, no, you're not, you're not meant to do that here. And so I love that you speak to that. And I think that this is essential to have people like you on earth who are showing people how to do that, because it's just so ingrained this, this traditional view of like what business should look like. And you better, like the more you work, the more money you make. It's just not true. And if it doesn't feel good for you, you don't have to do that and you can still be successful, right? Absolutely. It's your choice. And beautifully said too, like that whole belief of you can actually play more and I make more money or the more I relax and the more fun I have, the more money I make type of philosophy and belief there. But it's truly coming down to even like what you were mentioning around, like feeling like you were pushing a little bit. And I find when I was in that energy before, it would show up in my content or like even the energy that I was putting forward content. Mm -hmm. It was just coming from a place almost of like scarcity and lack too, when you're in the hustle mentality. And it's just not, again, the abundance that I can go find and feel and then come back for a short period of time and be like, okay, here we go. Like I'm feeling so fulfilled already in myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I love that. So what does play look like for you, Mel? Is it, is it going out to the waterfall, spending time in nature? Like, what are the things, what does it look like when you kind of like map out your day and you're like, okay, I'm going to play at these times. What, what happens when you do that? Play for me, funny enough, is actually movement is the biggest thing for me. And like going on a hike and getting lost sometimes, like even that in itself, it just like brings me back to like my childhood tendencies of like running around a forest and like feeling like I was again on search for something else. And in again, the, the gratitude that I have for where I live is like having the accessibility to go on a nice hike and explore these different elements of nature too. And even movement in itself, I find I'm a, I used to be very into running. I say it lightly now because I was almost too competitive into running at the time. And this is also when I was trying to escape the corporate world, mm -hmm. but I still love to run and I've been bringing it back because I find it also helps me release some of the charge that I'm holding on with energy in my body. So movement is such a play for me and games, like even just spending time with my husband, I'm quite competitive, that Taurus mm -hmm. energy. <laughs> having some card games just to play in the sun and just, yeah, being in the beauty that's around us. How about for yourself? What's your play? Fun. Oh, that's so fun. I am still figuring that out, but I really like what I have, what I've carved out for myself. I came from a place of like a lot of substance abuse earlier on in my adult life and even before my adult life. And that's how I kind of got to become a health coach, my body fell apart. And then I was like, mm -hmm. Western medicine was making it worse. And I found that Eastern medicine actually <laughs> helped me. And I was like, Oh my God, how do people not know about this? So I really didn't have any hobbies for a long time. And that it still almost makes me want to cry to think about it because 
you know, it, it was a part of my life to show me like, oh my God, this isn't right. Like I should have hobbies other than drinking. And so now I'm experimenting with a lot of that. But I, I also really like walking in the woods here now that I'm in Michigan. My dad and I started a garden together. I'm really enjoying mm-hmm. checking on that every day. And I like listening to music. I like dancing. I like sitting by the fireplace. And I, I have been working out a little bit. It's more of a I use it kind of like a healing modality, like to move energy around in my body, kind of similar to what you're saying. But I think Mm -hmm. I I don't think about it as much as play as more as like something a little bit more structured in my life, making myself stronger, kind of like an empowerment vibe. That's what I like with that. And what else? I've been starting like dipping my toes back into making some marker drawings. I was an illustrator before this, before being a health coach. And I had to take a break because I was so burnt out from that. And now just in the past couple of weeks, I've been starting with a marker drawings and stuff like that, which feels oh amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I love all that. Definitely yes. the garden too. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> it's so cute. It's just my baby. Like, I get so attached to it. I love it. So Mal, I like to ask most of our guests this question. What do you think the root of health is? What do you think like the baseline is of health? Where, what is like the most important piece to start building our health and allowing our health to flourish? Mm -hmm. Right. Initially off the bat and it comes to me is really just like defining what happiness means to you Mm -hmm. is the root because it truly to me, like until you can define it and be specific about what's happiness and how can you create that, there's always going to be something more that you're feeling like with your health too, that you're looking for. So that would be at least like in this moment coming to me the most clearest of what I would define to be the baseline of, are you truly happy in your life right now? And what does happiness mean to you? And where again is like, maybe you're on like the two of like happy and you want to get a little bit further. What's going to start to move that needle forward for yourself? Again, is that going to be through foods or is it going to be through putting yourself more as a priority and understanding the identity that you are within? And maybe you've handed that over unintentionally, whether it be to a job or even to a partner. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the way that I would explain it. (laughs) I agree with that so much. I agree with that so much. And I'm so grateful that um, you are a business coach saying that. I think that's very profound. That's a very mm, profound combination. And I liked, I've, I've been talking about this quite often that happiness is like, to me, I'm just realizing it. It's kind of like, I don't know why it's making me laugh right now because it sounds maybe a little <laughs> cheesy. Cause like the word happy is like, I don't know. It's like a very like typical emotion that we talk about, well, you're happy or you're sad or whatever. But happiness is like the opposite of fear to me. (laughs) This is what I've kind of concluded at this point in my life. Like it gives happiness, finding happiness or joy, whatever you want to call it, gives us a lot of power. It gives Mm -hmm. us a lot of power, like in society, I think. And it gives us a lot of strength to block out shit that we don't want, whether it be like bad vibes or whatever, like, like low vibes or like someone that someone that could affect us as empaths. Typically, mm-hmm. if we focus on a lot of what makes us happy, it kind of gives us a little bit of a protective barrier. And honestly, I think I'm curious to hear what you think about this, Mal. I think also in the spiritual world, focusing on what makes us happy protects us from maybe like negative entities or negative spirits that we don't want. Do you feel that too? 
Yeah. I was just actually going to lead into that. Like the happiness of two, like you're holding yourself and like always finding like a silver lining too at times in a way, but the positivity that it holds, like being in the emotional spiral of the love and the higher emotions, even when you connect with spirit, as you know, too, as like a medium, you want to be in that higher state. So what truly are you surrounding yourself with to bring forward that state of the positivity, the happiness, the joy? And that's why it's so important to me in a way, because without seeing again, when I work with individuals too, of like, always trying to justify something perhaps and like be more in that victim mode mm-hmm. and not at cause and missing out again like what is this lesson why why is this happening for you and that silver lining is what I mean by that mm. of bringing the positive spin to it to always kind of find happiness within that yeah for sure for sure I love that whole vibe too of like okay, you're, you may have to look inside and, and look at some difficult stuff that you've dealt with before that you don't really want to deal with now, but Hey, it's going to get you to this place where all this shit's going to start coming together for you, including your business, including in your spiritual life. I really like that approach. And I love, this is like the perfect, the perfect episode. By the time this episode comes out, it's going to be like our episode two weeks ago or something, whatever. We just had a recent episode where <laughs> the, the guest, um, her name is Danae Mather, talks about kind of protecting yourself with happiness and instead of making yourself vulnerable with fear. And I love how this ties in. It's a nice, it's a nice kind of sequel to that. Um, But it's so true. I love what you say. And it's so important. Like I've seen it so much in my business. So at the minute that I started saying, I just want to focus on what makes me happy. That's when everything started coming together, including money manifestation, including all of that practical stuff. And it's so cool that you, you guide your clients along the way with this, right? Like you guide them through this process. Yeah. And I think like picking up on what you're saying there too, is like, there's so often that we can be like, I don't want to be in debt. And I don't want to still feel this way in my job and everything like within the subconscious that we learn about too, is that the not does not exist. So what you're truly kind of sending your energy to is still being in debt, still Mm -hmm. being in this job that's giving you all of this. So bringing you into a motivation of like, what is that happiness of having this and bringing yourself to that vision and that energy will just bring that into the manifestation of attraction more. Cool. Awesome. I love how you put that. Okay. Now, where can we find you? How can we support you? How can we check out the coaching program that you have available? Thanks. The best way possible is ultimately through uh, my Instagram. So at mal.meyer. It's where I'm most frequented. Clubhouse I've recently gotten into, but don't try to find me there because (laughs) there's not much happening. Other than that, my website is www.whitewolfreiki.ca. And yeah, I'm sure you'll have that in your show notes as well, but Instagram or my website are my best avenues. And if you want to hear more, like learn more as well, then I invite you to join even the email list because I'm always sharing different kind of content on there as well and opportunities to work with me. Sweet. Yes. I'll have all that linked up in the show notes. Mallory Meyer. Thank you so much for joining me here and for sharing so much wisdom with us and your energy. And thank you for just having this conversation with me. It's been an honor to have you here. 
Oh, likewise. Thank you so much for having me, Em. I hope you loved this episode with Mallory Meyer, soul mentor and intuitive business coach. I have all of Mallory's contact information linked in the show notes, how to support her, how to inquire about her coaching, how to just check out the work that she has been putting out into the world. And if you did love this episode, subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and review, share this podcast with your community, spread the word about empowerment, spread the word about the higher consciousness that's happening right now, and spread the word about the great awakening. This shit is real. We need to talk to people about it and help them understand how they can create more empowerment for themselves, understand their power, and make these same life changes. It's important to our future, folks. Let's do this. And if you'd like to book a 30-minute or 60-minute reading with me, head to the link in my bio on Instagram at emilys.rootawakening. And if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, message me on Instagram or Facebook. My name on Facebook is M-E-M-Kosick, I am Emily Kosick, intuitive health coach and CEO of Root Awakening. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for spreading the word. I love you all. See you on the next episode.